Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have an amazing guest. She is here for our mindful chat. Her name is Jill Theory, and she has a change club. She's a yoga teacher, a coach, and I guess I would say a mindful teacher in a lot of ways. So she's going to kind of talk about her story. I guess I call it integrative health and her way of change. So um, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me, Damaris. I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you're able to take your time um, for the guest and those listening and watching. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So a little fun fact, I always kind of start out. What is something that people don't know about you if they can't find out? Um, a little fun fact is that I helicopter skied in Canada and kayaked the Olympic Augsburg Canal decades ago. Oh, that's skiing? Yeah, skiing and kayaking. So and kayaking. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not a great skier. I like kayaking though. I like hiking. I, kayak? I love Where them both. I love them both. Where what's your like your like warmer weather, colder weather, or you just kayak anywhere? Oh my goodness. Well, so river. I river kayaked in Europe, uh, in the in Germany and Austria for a summer in between when I was teaching skiing. So it was right out of college when I was kind of living my passion, right? It was yeah. doing all this fun mountainous stuff and mostly in Europe. Mostly in Europe. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I, I just went to Europe a couple of years before, you know, things and it was fun. It was, yeah, but there's a lot to see. So I can imagine how beautiful it was. That and then my way home, I came through Asia. And so part of that fun fact is that now I'm at, we were talking about meeting with younger generation people. I really encourage people to go get out of the United States and see that people live different ways and eat different ways and pray different ways and walk different ways than we do. And they're all, we're all human in the end. Yeah. I, you know, I actually talked with another gentleman and he was saying something similar to that effect that, you know, um, we're all similar, the same, but different. And uh, we kind of should kind of appreciate those simple parts that we all have, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. I've, I've traveled a little bit. I wouldn't put a lot, but a little. So I, I definitely. Well, and I think that helped kind of serve me, you know, even when I talk about my path, because putting yourself in situations that are new or different, right, that feel a little edgy and traveling often can be like that, um, tend to pave our path towards learning new things. And so now that I look back at my life, um, I believe that some of that traveling and risk-taking started to encourage this path of being a change advocate. Change advocate. What, off question, but talking about the travel, where was your favorite place that you did travel? 
Oh my goodness, that's so hard. Recently, Bhutan was one of, is one of my favorite places, and Malaysia. There's an eel, there's an island actually off of Thailand, Tiamen Island, which still registers, you know, in my heart. And and I have a favorite swimming pool, which is right here where I work now in Mexico, which is just across the border of San Diego. So favorites are tough. Um, okay, all right. Well, enjoyable. I guess they're moments, right? Those moments. Yeah, exactly. So, Talk to me about you live in Mexico now, right? Half time, half time, half time. Okay. So talk to me about your story. You know, I know you talk a little bit in your bio on your website, people to find, but tell me on how you kind of get into your health journey and where you, where you are today. Um, Thank you for asking. It all started out when I got laid off after 9-11. So I was a, I was a very successful um, kind of upper middle management, publishing management. I published a lot of high tech magazines, business to business magazines, had office in New York and San Francisco, workaholic, traveling all the time. And, um, and you know, the internet kind of changed our industry a lot prior to 9-11. And then three of my magazines were in financial services and 9-11 hits. And um, I think our industry was, uh, oh, I know our industry was already kind of struggling with profit models and business models with the internet. And, so after 9-11, without going into the specifics of that big pivotal event, I, for the first time in my life, was getting paid not to work. This was back in the days when they actually had severance packages. And I was like, wow, I, I can be in total choice without tied to my ego, my career, my income. And it just opened up this world of saying yes to new things and no to new things. And the way that got accommodated was a trip here to Rancho La Puerta 20 years ago when my girlfriend, I was, well... Part of that was I decided to get divorced that year when I wasn't traveling and working. I was realizing that the relationship I was in was not serving all of me. And we decided to end that relationship. And she asked me what I was going to do for Christmas. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know what I'm not going to do. And in some ways, that is just as clear a choice as kind of reaching to something. And she's like, let's go to a spa. So we ended up here at a place called Rancho La Puerta, which is just south of the San Diego border. And it's integrative. It's a, it's a mind, body, spirit location. It's, it's, we're 81 years old this year. And it's, um, it's pescatarian diet with a lot of movement and relaxation surrounded by community. And I came here and it was like, oh, this is my happy place. So I started coming back every year and, there were a lot of practices that I explored while I was here about saying yes to new things and saying no to new things. And it just ended up literally 12 years later, I ended up visiting a lot and then ended up volunteering here. And in some ways that brought me back to those days of teaching kayaking and skiing and being in recreation and fitness. I was like, well, where did I lose my passion and, and strive for income and all those other things that were aspirational, that were fun. I mean, it was great, but it just wasn't healthy for my mind, body, or spirit. It wasn't really speaking to that side of me. So eight years ago, I was given the opportunity to come back here in a full-time way. And, um, and now I'm not full-time, I'm half-time. But it's, it, it was, I mean, this place of eating in a new way, moving in a new way, being in community, and being accepting of how that felt edgy was part of my path. The other part of that is my family, my original family, my siblings and father. Um, after the divorce, I had a hard time getting divorced and, and leaving a career that I'd had in a long time. So I was eating worse and drinking more and crying a lot. And my family at the same time, my father and brothers had started something called Boys Weekend where they were getting together one weekend a year. And they had started about five years prior 
to me joining. And they opened it up to the family one year and said, you know, does anybody else want to join us? We're finding this helpful to gather in community and talk about what we want that's different than what we have in an honest way. But it was a very tough love way, right? You can't pull the wool over your siblings and your parents' eyes, even if you want to. So when they opened it up, I very tearfully expressed out verbally that at that point in time, I was drinking more than I was comfortable. I mean, I was just like, I'll commit to tracking this and I'll commit to talking to you guys about it because it's something that I'd I'd like to be more aware of in my life because I think it would be good for me. So that started me on this path of change and coming here. And it, it just, it all just keeps coming to me, Damaris. It's, it feels like this rich gift being served to me from the universe. Um, and the, the yoga instructor, I just recently got certified in yoga and I'm teaching just, you know, for, I'm teaching as a community service on my website. And I started teaching chant classes here because I was taking sound healing and I, I sing in a threshold choir. So I was doing bedside singing and chanting. Just, it all just keeps, it all just keeps merging and presenting to me as like, Oh, this kind of ties in here and this ties in here. And so it's, it's integrative in my life practice of mind, body, spirit, movement, nutrition, relaxation, and community. And I love it all. And you do this pretty daily. And that's, that's pretty profound. What, and then when you're transitioning outside of this ranch, where do you go? Where do you go for your other half of the time? So three and a half days a week, I'm at the ranch, which is across the border. And then, and then each week I drive north across the border to a small town just south of San Diego called Imperial Beach. So I'm in the mountains and then I drive to the beach because I am a water and mountain person. And, um, and that's where oh, so I you don't conduct- live far. You, you go no, back. no, it's less than an hour. It's less than my commute was in the Bay Area. Ah, that's great. Exactly. So there I go there and that's when I run my club change business. So I, I um, virtually teach chant and um, yoga and I lead clubs and set your intention classes virtually. And I'm about to start exploring doing those physically in Imperial yeah, no, Beach. That's great. Oh, I know, especially with change. Oh, that's so beautiful. So you have a nice transition of both where you can get to do a little bit. Oh, that's really nice. I am in super gratitude. You know, I'm just, I just, I get up every morning and say, thank you. And it's just part of, I I feel like I'm really fortunate. I met with a financial planner the other day and he's like, what would you do different, right? If you were told you were going to die in a year or three years. It's like, you know, to tell you the truth, I feel like I've been molding this path for the last eight years. And I don't think I do many things very differently than what I'm doing right now. That's really, I mean, and not enough people really can say that, you know, um, to get that to that place of, you know, uh, enjoyment and, 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 you know, you're really in that present moment that I think most people are um, wishing for and you seem to really embrace it, which is, is awesome. I mean, and you probably are teaching that to your clients and individuals and, and such where, you know, through that journey, like you're saying eight years, um, the ranch and you going there brought you this 20 years ago, but was it because of the, you know, the negative, like the chain, like your behavior changed so much when you went there for just a week or was it like going back and forth and just, you found that something had to, had to change within you and you realized that your health and everything was just needed to be overhauled. Yeah, it's a great question. It was now it was an iterative path for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, little by little. So I stayed, I stayed working, but 
my first yoga class was here. My first Pilates class was here. My first uh, vegetarian diet for a whole week was here. Uh, back then, there was no alcohol here, very little coffee. So I would typically detox before I came here. So so I would every year I would have kind of three weeks to a month of um, allowing my ranch visit to be kind of the peak of whoa, I can explore these behaviors. So I, you know, I did a, I did a, a non-inflammatory detox. I had some knee issues. I was running without, without having a strong core. So I had some knee issues. Um, I, had, I definitely had some extra pounds on me. I was not, I was, I was in some physical pain and I think I was in some mental pain. So, yeah, so yeah. yoga helped me and changing my diet helped me. So little Little bites. Those little parts, right? yeah. My, little... As I talk about it every day, these little yes. mindful moments. It's um these mindful little parts to changing the habits and to to re um redefining who you are is it can be profound. Um well, and I was just gonna say, and I find teaching, I mean, I think I I am or was like at the extreme of non-mindfulness. I'm a, I'm a doer, I'm a shaker, I move fast, I think fast, I like to do a lot, I'm competitive, grew up in a big family. So that's my nature and that was always my strength. And at some point in time, I realized, whoa, that maybe kind of is a weakness too. And so now I really feel privileged that after years of kind of chanting and singing and now leading classes and doing it on Zoom, that in teaching it, it's becoming more and more a part of me, right? Like I think the the phrase that we teach what we have to learn, I don't know if I ever believed that, but now I'm starting to see it um, because I think you you grasp towards that. It's like, oh, this this could be really enlightening. And if you're curious and adventurous, you kind of toe dip and then it's like, oh, this really is healthy and mindful and yeah, right. peaceful and joyful and can be shared. That is so true. I mean, completely is when, you know, through your journey, um, you've obviously helped a lot of individuals, um, whether it was on the ranch or through your change club. Um, would you like to talk about that before, you know, we could talk about the change club too, but, you know, first talk about, you know, like a client that you might have um, helped change through your teachings, your work. Oh, so I, you know, I think I've been teaching all along, right? When you have come from a big family and you have a lot of younger siblings that are a lot younger than you. Um, initially teaching at a Y, I'll never forget the student. I taught a how, how to learn how to swim, like how to overcome your fear of water. And I did that right out of college. And there was a woman who was so afraid of water that literally she would walk along the wall of the pool at, you know, I'd have to talk her into even just toe dipping. And three years later, she was swimming laps and competing in a master's. And I was just like, wow. And I taught aerobic dance before it was even cool. And I remember there was a woman whose doctor said that we had decreased her blood pressure just by her coming and dancing three times a week. So those little seeds when I was young, um, really, I believe, um, helped me learn that I love to teach. And then I had a very successful corporate career um, in sales and sales management and publishing, which is, you know, in some ways it's similar to uh, teaching at this resort or teaching at me. It's publishing is all about creating community around content, right? Creating content that people can absorb and then creating a me business too. around it, creating a community around it. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's an event or even a podcast or, right. you know, yeah. it's similar. You kind of find like-minded people that are interested in similar content and then figure out how to make a business out of it in publishing yeah. and, 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 or in, you know, the hospitality or resort 
energy or make my own business out of it in creating club changes, right? Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, but. it does. I mean, it wasn't, it was a, you know, a different kind of side, but it was that, you know, that's one part that I feel like you obviously have had many of clients and students that have taught you, it sounds like, that that you've just oh. one of them grow, have helped you grow. So, and I know that, you know, a lot of your work is in this club change, right? Um, would you talk a little bit more about that and kind of how that kind of came about? Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of tie in first. I'm gonna tie in the answer because it just came to me. I just finished one of my clubs, right? And we're we're eight week clubs, and it all starts with a set your intention class, which is free and accessible to anybody online. And it's it's once a month I do a set your intention class, and once a week I do one here at the ranch. So the ranch actually helped inform that practice. It was like I was helping people learn out of instead of come here and grasp and run and try and do everything which was my original way that I came like, okay, I'm going to maximize my return on investment by doing a little bit of everything. And I would just, I would leave with benefits, but I, you know, after the fifth or sixth year, when I really learned how to come in with a little more mindfulness, a little more intention, a little more starting my week with the end in mind or my two weeks with the end in mind, I was much more able to travel new territory. So we just ended this club and I was listening to people talk about their experience and we write ourselves a love letter at the beginning and we read it to ourselves at the end. And it was just so much fun that people were talking about how they found more peace or joy or ease. And I was like, well, I never would have marketed a club change that I could bring you more peace or more joy, right? Like everybody finds their own thing. And, and we, um, through what I learned from my brothers and my father and have now studied and put packaged and learned other techniques, putting baby steps to it. So I'm now realizing that's what I did in coming to the ranch and in my life, I took little baby steps. So in these clubs, we all come together in a group and we set, you set your own intention and you set your own practices. And I hold the individuals and the group or the community accountable to staying kind to themselves finding one small, very attainable step that's measurable. That's not, that's not an adjective because we're, we're so good at being critical with ourselves. So it's not a healthier, I'm going to do more. It's like, no, put your foot in the ground. I'm going to spend a minimum of two minutes meditating or silent three days a week, not every day for 20 minutes, because we tend to be kind of big and aspirational and kind of go right for the jugular very American. I want it now. I want it easy. I want it quick. That's me. But now I've found that the now and easy and quick is much more attainable and kinder and bring into your lifeable if you make it tiny and small and easy and measurable. And then you are honest with tracking it. Yeah. That's a lot. (laughs) I'm sitting with that for a second. I'm like, yes, the smaller smaller, steady, um, steps. That makes a lot of sense. I think that, uh, we are always trying to see the end or the end goal of something and not really looking at that full pick, like the, it takes a lot, <laughs> you know, what is it? it 10,000 hours or 10,000 steps to get to or X, Y, Z. Um, we're always worried about the end, right? Yeah. And, um, in the end, 
we spend some time like envisioning the end and talking about the why and making that even easy. Like, let's bring it down to a word. Um, it, it does take the average human being like, and that also part of it is we allow ourselves to just be human, right? I mean, humans, we right. fail, we're not perfect. So let's get perfect in the, in the process. But no, but get- I don't even think it's the 10,000 hours, 10,000 steps. I'm just saying in, in general, it could just be, I, as I joke with someone, it could just be you're reading a piece of paper or you're eating some food, like just doing that in the slowest and the minimalist moments. And you're saying the two minutes here, the two minutes. I think that we don't always give ourselves the right, I don't know, uh, time or, or, or the, gratitude. No, I, I, and I'm, I'm a perfect example. You know, when I have the pleasure of noticing that I'm not in the present moment, I get, I, it's much richer when I'm not spending a lot of time judging my past stories or grasping for something in the future. When I can take a moment to pause and be in the breath of this moment or be in whatever the action is, this moment is richer. And when it's richer for me, I'm more at peace with me. And when I'm more at peace with me, I'm more at peace with all my loved ones and people around me. So I become, I become that seed of hopeful peace or joy or ease in the world, but it starts, you're right, with that small, each small moment. I could not agree more. I would love for you to talk, um, you know, how people obviously can reach you, but I always ask for kind of like a little mindful moment or something that you would like to share with the audience and those listening, um, one of your tips. Well, we, um, Let's, let's do a quick practice. So um, so let's take a moment right now. You, will you do this with me? And, and hopefully yeah. your listeners, our listeners, is just take a moment to maybe pull out a sheet of paper and close your eyes for a minute and, and take a breath. Just arrive here, right here, right now for yourself. And then maybe think of all the things that bring you joy. Just allowing allowing yourself to think, all the things that bring you joy, or maybe just a few things, if that gives you stress. Let's say, think of two to seven things that bring you joy. Just be there with them now in your mind's eye, just in your breath and in your imagination, in your thoughts, and allow yourself to be pleasant with yourself of being in these thoughts of joy. And then when you're ready, kind of open your eyes and write those words down on a sheet of paper and maybe even smile at yourself while you're writing these words of joy, like being joy for this nanosecond for each of these nanoseconds. And then while you're still writing, I'm going to keep talking because the other thing about all these moments is also the ability to bring a habit into your life, right? And it does typically take humans 20 to 90 days to bring a new behavior in comfortably where it doesn't feel edgy, where it feels like something you get to do versus something you have to do. Um, so now I'd like you to look at all those words and actually cl- while you're looking at those words, close your eyes again. And just feel all those words, like with your closed eyes, feel the energy of all of them equally. Like be in compassion with each one of these words, compassionately be in full heart space in your gut. 
drinking that juiciness that is you. And when you're ready, open your eyes and circle just one of those words right now. Like what's bringing you the most joy right now? And circle one of those words. And then what we do, this is super microcosm of the club or the practice, but we would write down one practice that we could commit to either every day or in this next week that's small, that's measurable, that's kind. So by kind, it's super easy to do and time-based. So it'd be something that you can firmly write down in a sentence that's a yes-no sentence. I will do blah, 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 blah for a minimum of blah, 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 X times per day, per hour, per week. And you would write it down. Oh, so mine, I, okay. So I will for one minute to two minutes a day, probably much more, because I put my son and my husband on the beach, right? And a few others there. But for me, will be in gratitude and tell them I love them at least two to three times a day. But no, at least one minute a day, just really enjoying their be more, but I, I really love just kind of being in that present moment with them. So at least really giving them a hug. So my give my son a hug at least once a day. And, you know, and really being when I say I love them, really um inflecting that truthfully. Oh, I love that. So you actually came out with a number of them, right? You know, yeah. Oh yeah, a number of them. Yeah. So my practices. Word, yeah, a few of them came in. Yeah, you were saying words. So my happy places are the sun, the beach, my dogs, my son, my husband, and warm weather. So I love that. Yeah. So you'll you'll need to come visit me in Imperial Beach. Oh, for sure. Those are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no. so but but in I the clubs, then what we would do is we would I, I do a much more expansive um, right. practice around that on the intention setting, and then if you choose, you can follow up with the club for seven different weeks, and we just check in and we get honest with those. Like, did we do it? Yes, no. And if we didn't do it, what did we choose instead? And how can we maybe be kinder? Like we don't we we really just practice languaging around kindness and being in practice with what it is we know will bring us health and wellness. And when we do that, we share it with the world. I I do agree with you. I think that when you bring things in kindness and you are expressing and communicating in the utmost of positive, not even just the word positive, but you're expressing and communicating the way you would like to be you know, in the, in your high best self of, of yourself, you know, giving that it's so important. And, and, and we share it. So our steps are, you know, kind of show up for yourself, think about it, write it, envision it, choose it, track it, practice, choose it. So we go through those eight steps and sharing it. Yeah. And because I'm a chanter, um, we in the classes, even in the classes here, once we pick a word, we'll share it and say, I'm, I'm like, okay. Cause when it comes out of your mouth, then it's, it's kind of a, it's more authentic. It's like, it's in your personal integrity with yourself. So when you say things like I am, you find that word and we, we call it a mantra, you know, any repetitive word is your mantra. So then we practice saying, I choose, I will, I am. And even if you're not feeling that when you say it, it, it brings you into that space of a loving thought that maybe you don't let surface. Maybe it's not one of those 20 to 90,000 thoughts you have a day that are your repeat thoughts that you don't even, they're automatic. You don't even realize they're limiting. But when you bring up these thoughts that are affirming, 
and aspirational and you say them, you, you bring them to light. You bring them to life. You bring them to yourself. What is um, one mantra that you say for yourself or that you would like to share? Oh, thank you. So I, I love these practices, right? So I, I eat, as we would said, when I did contract publishing for Microsoft, we eat our own dog food. I eat my own dog food. Um, so my mantra this year was uncluttered clarity, but those was two words. And for me, it was, so I ended up with, my mantra is gentle. I choose to be gentle. I will be gentle. I am gentle. And when I when I give myself that gift, I, do, I slow down, I breathe, a little bit of my grasping edge comes off and, and I practice it. Thank you for asking. I thank you for sharing. I think people need to hear it. So I, I can't wait for them to reach out to you and to, um, I'll have all of your information in the show notes. Um, is there one one website that you'd like to to state right now or i mean i will have all the information also um so that they can reach you well i would love to my website i just started this business like a few years ago so i was just unsure of how to do it all but it's jilltheory.com so it's my name j-i-l-l-t-h-i-r-y.com and on there i have sections for the set intention classes the chanting classes the yoga classes and the clubs beautiful Well, I will definitely have that in the show notes and for those to reach you and then maybe even to visit you at your ranch, at the Rancho. um, At Rancho La Puerta. Yes. Rancho La Puerta. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. It is beautiful. I recommend everyone come visit. It's a, it's a tremendous gift and it's not, um, to make it economically feasible, I tell people it's an investment in your health, right? So it's different than your classic vacation. So um, I proceed. It was for me a transformative journey to integrative medicine and mindful moments. And it was a certainly an investment in my health. Um, And now I'm helping to share it, become an investment in other people's health. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show and for taking the time and sharing your knowledge for others to hear and to see. So thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me again. It was, it has been a tremendous pleasure. Thank you for doing what you do. I'm glad you were here. And as I tell each one of you listening and um, taking your time, find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.